Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome you to another edition of the Roman Show with your host, Rodolfo Roman. Now, Mikey Ruckus, bring down hellfire and brimstone! I consider the peace, I consider the pound, he considers the people when he considers the crowd. Ain't nothing to it because we all go through it. It's the start of the Roman Show, let's go through it. Come on, we pop shots as you lick at your chops, the straight to the top, the moment that the solar was dropped. Welcome, everyone. This is The Roman Show. We want to give a special, special shout-out to all of our veterans who have put their lives on the line to protect our freedom and our rights. To all of our veterans, to all those who have fought for our country, we appreciate everything that you have done. And this show is dedicated to all the men and women who represented our country tomorrow, Veterans Day on November 11th, if you have a parade near your neighborhood, go out there and support. Hang your American flag up high. And let's remember those who have protected our rights, who have protected our freedoms, our liberty. And never forget all those men and women who have fought and put their lives on the line tomorrow on Veterans Day, November 11th, 2015. This show is dedicated to all the men and women who have protected us. And now, a moment of silence for those who have lost their lives in battle. This is the Roman Show, November 10th, 2015, as we pay homage to our veterans. Today on this program, we welcome... An underdog who has a chance of a lifetime. We are talking about Valerie Lattimore, who takes on the UFC strawweight champion this Saturday at the UFC 193 pay-per-view, set to set a record and history in Australia. This plus much more on The Roman Show. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in space. Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go. Fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go. Light, go. We're going light. GNC, we're going. Tell me, go. Control, go. Go, go. FAO, we are go. Network, go. Discovery, go. Capcom, we're going light. 
Welcome everyone to another episode of The Roman Show. I am your host, Rodolfo Roman. Follow me on Twitter, at RomanDH, and follow The Roman Show, at The Roman Show. Today we have Valerie Lattimore, who takes on JJ for the UFC Women's Strawweight title this weekend in Australia, part of the UFC 193 pay-per-view. Next week, we have our good friend Ricardo Lamas, who will be in action in Mexico against Diego Sanchez. He talks to us about, well, a new role in his life, and that's being a father. He lets us know how he is working around his schedule, his training schedule, and playing the role of a father with Ricardo Lamas. Right here on The Roman Show next week, you won't want to miss that. Either way, guys, again, I want to thank everyone for tuning in every episode. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash rroman0201. Listen to this exclusive interview of Frank Mir, who recently visited Cuba. He lets us know the inside about Cuban fighters. They are training mixed martial arts in Cuba. In fact, they're not just currently training. They've been training. He lets us know how they train. And trust me, some of the things that he saw are really, really very creative the way that they are using their things. You know... Things aren't all that well in Cuba, but Cubans find a way to set up their gym equipment. They they get very creative. You'll hear from Frank Mir himself as he joins us on our YouTube channel there. That's youtube.com forward slash r.com forward slash rromano201. Well, and now we are going to our segment that we like to call... Ladies and gentlemen... Listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. Welcome to another segment of MMA Showdown. This weekend, we are set to make history in Australia. The UFC heads to Melbourne for the first time ever, as that part of Australia is finally allowing mixed martial arts or combat sports inside a cage and they are going to try to break a record over or about 70,000 people will be in attendance in the stadium for the two fights well they get the main event Ronda Rousey putting up her bantamweight title against Holy Holm and then the co-main event the strawweight champion Johanna Jendrake is putting up her strawweight title against Valerie Lattimore so there's just so much history about to be made this Saturday, November 14th, because you got four women headlining the main event and the co-main event. You got the record-setting uh, attendance, and then you got mixed martial arts for the first time in that part of Australia. You got three records right there, all going to be taking place November 14th in Australia, and I am pumped. Guys, Holy Hom has a good chance, believe it or not, of really testing Ronda Rousey. Now, you're going to ask why. Well, because Holy Hom is a serious striker. She is no joke. I mean, this, this woman is, is, is a really tough boxer. She's really good. 
how can she beat Ronda Rousey? That is the question, right? Because Ronda Rousey, obviously, her striking has gotten so good. She has improved so much. We saw that in her last fight. We've, we have seen this so many times. This girl just keeps evolving. She keeps getting better and better and better. But Holding Hom will test her out. If she is smart enough, she will test her out at the distance using that jab to stay away or or attack with the jab to push Rousey away. That's going to frustrate her and that's going to make her want to come in, giving an opportunity for Holy Hump to possibly lay a right that could maybe knock out Rousey. We've never seen Rousey get knocked out or anything like that. We can't really say anything, but Ronda Rousey obviously could get very frustrated if she uses that, that distance. So... Rousey, obviously, has the advantage by going in there. She can find the loopholes to get a get, get in a good shot of holding hot. But don't expect this fight to end as quickly as the most recent fight of Ronda Rousey. I, I think that this could probably be over in about three rounds for Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey will, will take this, this fight, but trust me, she will get tested. And holding hot just uh, don't only just uses her, her striking. Her kicks are vicious. If you look back at her history, at her past previous fights, I mean, this girl can kick. She is really in top-notch shape when it comes to the stand-up game. She is no joke. Now, of course, Ronda Rousey has the full advantage on the ground. If she did get in there, somehow, some way, throw her down with using her judo, obviously she's going to land in the arm submission that she always does. But, again, I don't think Holy Hom is going to be that dumb. She's a smart fighter. And she's going to use that striking advantage to push away Rousey and force her to come in and hopefully nail her with some sort of a kick or maybe a right hand to really send her down, possibly. Again, Ronda Rousey has gotten so great. She She's improved every fight. She gets better. We've seen it. I mean, she's a great fighter. She really, truly is a great fighter. And at, at this time, she really does seem unbeatable. Switching gears now, Valerie Lattimore she takes on Joanna, and she's going to join us here in just a few minutes to talk about her upcoming fight. She trains out of American Top Team Coconut Creek, and she made that switch after training in TriStar in Montreal. She is a Canadian traveling all the way down south of Florida to train with the likes of Hector Lombard, Robbie Lawler, and so much more. And she could be the very first female in American Top Team to bring home to American Top Team a women's title. It would be the first one. Robbie Lawler actually had the first title that was brought to American Top Team. But Lattimore can bring the first ever women's title to American Top Team. But I want to talk about this before we bring in Valerie, our special guest of this program. I'm sure you guys have heard of Tinder. You know, Tinder, you go in there, you check out a girl or a guy you're interested in, and you press on the, 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 you have choices of liking or disliking. Well, the creators of, God knows, I really don't even know where these come from, but the bottom line is this, guys. Some gentlemen have come up with a, I guess you want to call it smart idea, a very creative idea, but well, they're calling it Rumbler. It's an application. Rumbler is an app for recreational fighters to find, meet, and fight other bra enthusiasts nearby that's right you don't need to fight to use rumbler 
With Rumbler Explore, anyone can browse and attend fights close by that other Rumbler users have arranged offer free. It's the Tinder for fighting. Yes, you can pick a fight on Rumbler. And that's spelled R-U-M-B-L-R. It's not up yet on iTunes. They're trying to get the okay. But you can find it on other systems where you could download it. Or you can go to GetRumbler.com and you can actually use it on the website. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, you can actually go online and pick a fight. And the way it's set up is really hilarious. You actually are able to put in about a stats, the whole nine. And if you look at the map, you see a fist telling you where the fights are going to get located. All you have to do is just show up and watch the fight. That's all it is. So you can call people up. You could call them out and go fight. So these guys are encouraging fighting, but not at a professional level. At a very unprofessional level. I mean, this is the type of stuff that you see in World Star Hip Hop. That's exactly what you see. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you ever want to get in a fight, hey, get on over to Rumbler. I'm not advertising this. I'm not supporting this. All I'm saying is that this stuff exists. I mean, the New York Daily News picked it up. It's really... Listen, to each his own, what do you think about Rumbler? You think it's a great idea or a bad idea? Can people actually get killed from this stuff? Imagine. I mean, if something crazy happens, think about it. Apparently here, uh, due to heavy demand, Rumbler's website declares the app is set to go live. Again, at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. This was um, on November 9th. But as a beta web application, more than 78,000 users have signed up for access, according to the report with an email confirmation offering 10 pairs of golden brass knuckles. This is real, ladies and gentlemen. You can actually pick a fight through this application. I'm just going to leave that there. All right, folks. Valerie takes on Joanna for the strawweight champion. Valerie, Valerie goes in as a huge underdog. What? Better feeling could be if she were to walk out of Australia with that title as a huge underdog. But not only that, in front of a huge or record-setting attendance. We asked Valerie what she thinks in this interview. Guys, I know how hard it is to work year-round, day-long, week-long. Then you come home and you get all this other stress. Well... Let Massages in Space take care of you. That's massagesinspace.com. Check them out. They are located in Miami. All you got to do is buzz. give them a buzz. They'll treat your body right. And trust me, you'll walk out like brand new. Massagesinspace.com. Okay, Joanna. So you have a great, great opportunity here. You're fighting the champion, the strawweight champion, Joanna, in Australia. Uh, Valerie, it's a pleasure to speak to you, uh, but despite the fact that you're obviously going for the title, there's also another thing on the line, is that that the UFC is trying to get the largest attendance in this stadium in uh, in Australia. How, how does that, Have you already thought of how many people are possibly going to be inside those, those seats? Do you, as a fighter, go in thinking about that? Uh, I try not to think too much about it, but, I mean, this space, this place is gigantic. I went for... 
the media tour and uh, the octagon looks so small in the middle of that place. It's uh, 70,000, uh, yeah, 70,000 places there in that stadium. And uh, the record now for the UFC, the biggest event was in Toronto with mm -hmm. 55,000. So uh, hopefully we're going to beat that record. And but do even at that point do even matter does it even matter how many people are in there because it, it's so many people you could it's hard to really pinpoint how many people are there right when you're in, in absolutely there. Uh, to me I mean when I walk there I think between twenty or fifty or I think after the fight when I look around I'm going to realize more but to me when I'm when I walk there and I just think about my fight I think about the girl the octagon and that's it. So it's just going to be a little longer walk to get to the octagon. But besides that, um, this is my thing. I try not to be distracted by all that because it's not going to make me a better fighter. It's just more pressure or it's just like this is unnecessary pressure to think about these details. And, and how, how psyched are you that, that, I mean, aside from that making history, you also have two fights, both for titles, and they're both the main event and the co-main event are being led by female fighters. Which mm -hmm. proves a lot. It's a, it's a big step for the UFC. First, it's a it's a big event, but it's not just that. It's the first event in Melbourne. They never had cage fighting. I mean, call it whatever, like whatever you want, but this is absolutely new for Melbourne. And uh, we have a huge fan base there. I just like I realized when I went there that it was the first event in Melbourne. So it's a big big step for the UFC going there with two women as. Um, you know, main event and co-main event, and um, I'm very excited to be a part of that. How have been the media tours? Because you've been have to, traveling since you're American top team here in Florida. How have been? How have you been handling that with your training schedule and so forth? It's a day by day. I mean, it, it's not easy to deal with, especially they have a daughter here. I'm pretty much by myself with my daughter in Florida because I'm from Montreal, mm -hmm. so it's a little harder. I don't have my my family here. Uh, even our fathers in Canada, so it, it's it takes a lot of my time, but honestly, I make it work, and it's not. I, I love my job. I can't complain. I've been working so hard to get there, so there's no way I'm gonna complain about that. And you are from Canada. You're know, from from Montreal. You used to train at the uh, TriStar uh, gym, mm -hmm. very popular, well known. But you came down here to Florida to train with the American Top Team. Why why yeah. the change? And 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 tell me about the experience so far. Uh, well, I've been ten years with TriStar. For 10 years at TriStar, and uh, it's, you know, it's been, I needed like a new energy, and also the biggest thing for me with American Top Team, it was uh, how many girls they had mm. as an MMA fighter, because, you know, during that old time in Canada, I had no girls to train with. I had some boxers, some jujitsu, but nobody that I can do mixed martial art with. So this, this, is, this has been a big change for me, but uh, besides that, I needed some new energy. I needed a new vibe, and it's different technique, different stuff I've been working on, and definitely pay off on my site. Well, I've been seeing some videos. I know a good friend of mine, uh, Hector Lombard, who trains at ATT, has mm -hmm. been posting some videos with you. You, you train with him uh, often with the striking? Oh, I train a lot with Hector, not just with the striking. We work pretty much on everything, my ground, my, my takedown, my takedown defense. And uh, I started slowly with Hector maybe two years ago, who was giving me tricks here and there, but realized that everything he was showing me was working pretty good with my sound. So we started working more and teach me more stuff, and now I'm taking with me, I'm taking it with me to my fight. 
Now, going into this fight, Joanna is a, is a very vocal. She's she's very charismatic, actually, and, and has said that you know it scares her to even think of losing this title. But you are going as an under underdog. Does, does that impact? Oh, yeah, you? I'm a big underdog. What what would it mean to defeat Joanna? I mean, there is a lot of hype behind Joanna. They are putting her up there uh, on a pedestal in terms of fighting, and there's no doubt she's a great fighter. Uh, but but do you yeah, think, she, mm-hmm, go ahead on uh, Joanna. She's thoughts. a great she's a great fighter. She's a very good fighter. Uh, it's just that the girl that she fought so far make her look even better because mm. they couldn't exchange with her. They had like completely different tool, and these girl couldn't make way couldn't make him work her way. You know, uh, Carla was trying to take her down. She mm-hmm. defends so good the takedown, and. Uh, um, Jessica, so she had to take her down to win this fight, and it was not working. So they had no other tools to to win that fight. That's going to be a different fight with me. And being the underdog and defeating in this place is going to be close to seventy thousand uh, thousand people as, as they are anticipating. I mean, have you visioned this already? The excitement that they could go through your head if this possible, if this happens, and if it when it happens. It's just being a underdog and such a bad underdog make just for me the win even more exciting. It's a lot less pressure on myself. It's a lot more pressure on her. Because losing against the biggest underdog is going to be such a bad feeling. And it's just going to be a beautiful gift for me to just shut everybody's mouth. I know what I'm capable of. But it's not just, it's not my biggest motivation. But to me, all that doesn't matter. It, exactly the same thing happened on my last fight, and uh, I think I surprised a lot of people when I fought Morales. And I was an, I was an underdog there also. And most of my fight, I was underdog. I just got in the UFC, you know, after losing a fight um, to get in the house on top, mm-hmm. and I had a terrible performance there. I was looking, that was just not me. That people that knows me for years, that seen me fight before, they know I didn't show up there at my desk. I just gave up even before the fight. So going there, it's like a, something that, you know, is going to fo- follow me for a while. But um, I start to prove what I'm capable of. I, I prove it with morals, and I'm going to do the same on that fight. And going back to Hector, is Hector going to be there? Is he going to be cornering you? I know he lived in Australia for a long time. It's like a second home. Oh, yeah, I'm not going there without Hector, that's for sure. I'm not going there. He's been a, the, the biggest part of my camp. There's a lot of people helping me on this camp. I'm going there with Mike Brown and uh, Roger Crowell. Uh, I have the same jiu-jitsu coach, Marco Zamata. There's a lot of people in that gym that's helping me. I hate to mention name to mention names because I feel like I always forget someone. But uh, of course, Hector is a big part also mentally of my preparation for for any of my fights. So uh, yeah, he's coming with me. Awesome, brother. I want to thank you so very much and wish you good luck against Rana on uh, next month. And then that big fight card, I'm sure a lot of people are are, are excited. And, and good luck. And, uh, well, you could be bringing another title to American Top Team. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, thank you. Bye. 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 Thank you. Bye. Guys, I know how hard it is to work year-round, day-long, week-long. Then you come home and you get all this other stress. Well, let Massages in Space take care of you. That's Massages in Space dot com check them out they are located in miami all you gotta do is give them a buzz and they'll treat your body right and trust me you'll walk out like brand new massagesinspace.com
And now, it's time to give you a reality check. Welcome to another segment of Reality Check where we go in-depth in the world of professional wrestling. And joining me, it's been a while, but George Alonzo has returned to our segment. What's going on, George? Yeah, uh, you'll be fine. Take your NyQuil and uh, you'll be right back in Adam. But George, I want to talk to you about what's going on in the world of professional wrestling because the biggest news is that the WWE... World Heavyweight Champion Seth Rollins suffered an injury which has forced him to vacate the title. And now the WWE is holding a tournament with the champion being crowned in Survivor Series. Obviously, this is a huge deal because Seth Rollins was basically carrying that thing uh, on his uh, on his back, carrying the company. And now all of a sudden, boom, he gets hurt. And this is a very critical point in the WWE since we are heading into Survivor Series and then getting closer to WrestleMania season. George, who do you foresee here taking the crown and putting the WWE on the spot? Since Seth Rollins has suffered this major injury, which is going to take him out for about almost a year. John Cena is not there anymore. He's, he's, he's on a break. Randy Orton has, is injured. Who takes it? Well, that's a great question, Mr. Roman, an amazing question. And uh, I have to say, you're right, you know, this is a horrible timing for a Seth Rollins injury. You know, John Cena's out on hiatus, uh, you know, Randy Orton's out on an injury. You know, it, it, it's horrible, horrible timing. And uh, WWE doesn't have that many major names, uh, you know, developed. But if you, back to your question, um, if I had to choose a face, as in good guy for you fans out there, I would have to say give it to Roman Reigns because he's the only guy that can carry it right now as a face. But as a heel, I would, I'm kind of, I'm going out on a limb here, and I'm going to say if it's a heel, I would love to see Kevin Owens. Well, to to actually uh, insert some comments into that statement, Mr. Roman, uh, when the WWE first hired uh, Mr. Owens, they were actually very impressed by Kevin because he was one of the only independent stars uh, to ever bring along his fan base from the independent scene over to the WWE scene. Because a lot of, you have to say that a lot of people who are like full-time indie fans, they're not so much into WWE because, you know, they find it as the same old, you know, stuff. But WWE was very, very happy with Kevin Owens that he was able to bring over his fan base from the indie scene over to the WWE scene. So I believe that could work out. Now, personally, you want to hear my my final verdict on Survivor Series? Expect a heel turn from Dean Ambrose. And... (laughs) 
Well, it's kind of been clued for the last couple of weeks as the engagement between Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose has been a lot more stronger than any time in the past. You know, and usually when you see some weird, friendly interaction between two superstars, it, it doesn't mean that they're just best Excuse me, Mr. Roman. As you, as you know, I'm... I'm I am sick. I'm, I apologize to the fans. But basically, um, you know, going back to what I was saying, that usually when it's the whole best friend, friendly, friendly thing, usually it leads to a bigger story. And I feel like uh, the story that they've been having for the past couple of weeks is going to lead into a Dean Ambrose versus Roman Reigns finals and Dean Ambrose turning heel. Now, moving forward, we're going to move on for another uh, topic here. We just wait to see exactly what's going to go down with this tournament, very curious to see who's going to carry on the banner of the WWE. Bill Goldberg, many people want him to see him at least for one more match. He's been very, he's been throwing some teases in there. Nobody really knows what's going to happen. If he will come back, people want to see him against Ryback. He said, heck no. In fact, TMZ caught up with him and he said that if he were to come back to the WWE, although the times he had in the WWE were very dark times for him because as this state of mind wasn't there for him. But if he were to return, he would take on Stone Cold Steve Austin. We've heard from Stone Cold Steve Austin. He does not have any plans on returning to wrestling. But if this match were to ha- happen, George, I-, I have to tell you, I-, I don't think it'd be that exciting, to be honest. I, I don't think Goldberg... You, I have... Huh? No, I have to agree with you. Uh, you're right. <laughs> you know, you have Bill... You know, Stone Cold is not what Stone Cold used to be because his unfortunate situation he had with his injury and he had the, the broken neck. And Goldberg, Goldberg, not to take anything away from Goldberg, but Goldberg was not the best ever wrestler. And, you know, if a guy were to be to take it, it would have to be Stone Cold, but Stone Cold is doesn't have what he used to have back then. Um, so, couldn't make some money with the promos? Sure, why not? But... If if Stone Cold were to return, George, I think I'd like to see him against Brock Lesnar because maybe Brock Lesnar could carry it on. Do you realize that the only feud that fans really, really, really wanted to see that involved Stone Cold Steve Austin was that one rumor when it started with uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus CM Punk? Everyone was on that bandwagon. And I have to say, if I was Stone Cold Steve Austin, I'll be so happy right now because everyone wants to get in the ring with me all of a sudden <laughs> when I'm retired. But personally, first let me start talking about Goldberg. Goldberg went on you know, record to say that he had a horrible time that during his whole entire wrestling career that his time in the WWE was the worst. You know, and then he ends up saying, oh, if I ever were to go back, you know, I'd like to wrestle this guy. So what are you trying to say? You're, you're, you're bad-mouthing the company, but you're saying that you want to come back. How does that make any sense? How do you not expect me to label you as a contra- uh, contradictor, if there's such a word? Uh, you're contradicting yourself, Goldberg. You're saying that you hate the company, but at the same time you're saying, if I ever go back... You just shot the foot that feeds you. To say some of those out-of-line uh, comments he has made in, in, in recent uh, recent interviews. But listen, personally, I'd like to see Goldberg get in a glory kickboxing uh, fight. You know, I'd like to see him in action. I know he's been training an American top team. I would love to see him in a combat fighting. 
I would really like to see him. You know, stay away from wrestling. You know, you did your thing out there. I don't know, maybe do a promo or something. But I really like to see Goldberg get in there and fight someone. That that's just my personal take. But one last topic here on reality checks, George. The rumor has it it's been circling all over the internet. The Undertaker's opponent at WrestleMania could be John Cena. Uh, and and the internet is, is up in arms over this thing that they are excited to see, possibly see, John Cena versus Undertaker in WrestleMania. Personally, I would have loved to see Sting and Undertaker. Why are people making this a big deal? Because, again, the, the fans want to see this ultimate fantasy match between, uh, you know, Sting, which is pretty much like the icon, the the... Oh, oh, okay. I you, okay. Well, with Cena and Undertaker, you're literally talking about the two biggest names in the entire company of all time. Okay, the Undertaker has been, you know, a lifelong name for the past 25 years in the WWE. Okay, you will never ever like get to the rank of the Undertaker. I, I think he is the most precious possession that he that's been in the WWE since Hulk Hogan or since Bruno San Martino. But then you got this this guy who's trailing right behind the Undertaker, probably to take the torch, you know? Uh, not saying that he hasn't already, but probably to take the torch in John Cena. And finally these two are going to collide in the biggest spectacle of the entire year, meaning WrestleMania. And you can't forget, Mr. Roman, that yes, the Undertaker's back to his uh, 22 and one. You know, he he's building up the streak again. But fans are now like saying, what if Cena beats Undertaker? So is it going to be 22 and two? So it's kind of like it, it 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 pushes the fans to the edge of their seats, and I think the, the, that's what fans love. Well, what to see here? That pretty much wraps up. Reality check this week here on the Roman Show. A lot to talk about, and we'll catch you next week here on the program and possibly have an update on who is advancing in that WWE World Championship title tournament. And you never know. It might be Dean Ambrose. It might be Roman Reigns. It might be someone we're not even aware of, someone that we have not mentioned in yet that could be wearing that gold around his belt. Till next time here on Reality Check. Who? How about, how about Alberto Del Rio? I like Alberto Del Rio. He was a good champion. He was. Uh, nah, I see Kalisto winning the entire tournament. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll catch you here next week on The Roman Show in Reality Check. We'll be right back after this short break. Guys, I know how hard it is to work year-round, day-long, week-long. Then you come home and you get all this other stress. Well... Let Massages in Space take care of you. That's massagesinspace.com. Check them out. They are located in Miami. All you got to do is buzz. give them a buzz. They'll treat your body right and trust me, you'll walk out like brand new. Massagesinspace.com. Well, that pretty much wraps up this edition of The Roman Show. Make sure to check out theromanshow.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash rromano201, where you can check out the latest interviews. In fact, we're releasing in just a few a very exclusive interview with Frank Mir. Frank Mir talks about 
his recent travel to Cuba, where he had an opportunity of seeing hands-on individuals who were practicing or training mixed martial arts, Cubans, in the island, training MMA. His thoughts about the future of MMA on the island, Frank Mir shares his thoughts and how he plans on once again visiting the place to possibly even serve as an ambassador. Check that out on our YouTube channel coming up real soon. Subscribe to find out when it's up. You won't want to miss that. And check out our website, theromanshow.com, where we have exclusive content there. You got a great article there by our contributor, Uncle Louie, who's setting up the Legends of Wrestling event at the Mikusuki Resort and Gaming in January here in Miami, Florida. Thanks very much for everything. Again, follow me on Twitter at RomanDH and follow The Roman Show at The Roman Show. That is at The Roman Show. We'll catch you next time right here on the program.